Who knew that in a year we'd have so much going on, right? How many of y'all were here a year ago when we started? Yeah? Yeah? Marilyn and them were out, out today. It's all of them have, Sarah and them have their hand up. Uh, you know, it's amazing uh, where we've come. We're not, we're, I mean, we've been a church for 17 years, and for so, so many of those, it was, uh, you know, the river, the assemblies, and which we're still in the assemblies. We're just, I don't know, they might kick us out or something. I don't know. It's just, it's whatever, whatever with that. Um, but um, the relaunch that we did uh, on January the 5th, um, Raquel and I had no expectations except goodness and what is dad going to do. Uh, we didn't know, and we were on this journey. Raquel made it pretty clear when she was sharing uh, on January 5th. She goes, we don't know what we're doing or where we're going. And uh, it's still true today. I don't even know where we're going to live. Man, y'all seen that? It is going to be good. I just don't know where it is yet. It's, we, we sold our property because we kind of we really had to. We really didn't have a choice in the matter, um, at least not an intelligent one. We, we had to do it. It's just what it is. And um, we don't know where we're going to live yet. We're trying to, y'all pray for us the, where we want to live. There's no lots available to build our house. And that's, we're kind of, after 32 years being together, we, uh, yeah, man, 32 years of being together, um, we want what we want. We've saved up. We're, you know, so we're not trying to be too stubborn. But we don't want to settle either at this point, right? So y'all pray for us that the lot would open up that we, that we want or that we need, right? But it's interesting how here we are with these changes and all this stuff happening and, and uh, how our community is changing and growing. And it's beautiful and it's exciting, because at the end of the day, all we want to do is see the community around us and then the world around us changed. Amen? We, we, we simply want to see the world changed. That's it. And each of us has this unique gifting and, 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 and um, opportunity in our sphere of, of influence. Amen? So before uh, y'all hijacked the service last week, I was going to finish up these thoughts that I had shared about light and darkness, right? Hey, how many of y'all were here for that, that light versus darkness, yeah? I'm going to recap just a couple of little things about that because where I want to finish off today is something that, that is, is really blowing my mind. Like seriously, I'm like getting a, a, um, like a like a, just a mind-blowing thing, an understanding about light and darkness. Um, I, ma I made this comment a couple of weeks ago. How many of y'all had seen, you ever seen that? Um, um, it's a picture, and it's got Satan on this side with his little red horns, and he's red, and he's like this. He's got his arm up, and Jesus on this side, and he's a powerful Jesus, not the Catholic Jesus, right? He, you know, hey, I'm sorry if you're Catholic, but y'all know you... You seen that picture in there where he's like this? Yeah, no, no, not, not that one. It's, it's Jesus where he's like, and they're, they're locked. They got their hands locked. 
You, you know what I'm talking about? You've seen that picture? And it says, who will win? Or Jesus is fighting over your soul. And, all that. and we used to believe that junk. Sorry, there's no fight going on right now against the devil. He is a defeated foe. Amen? Uh, he has, <laughs> our authority and our power is greater than the authority and power of the enemy. Plain and simple. Uh, I forget what Chris Valentin makes a joke, something about it. Uh, he said that uh, he cut off his arms. Jesus cut off his arms and legs or so he couldn't walk and something. It's some joke. He says if he put him in a pond, his name would be Bob because he would just bob around like a cork. I, I can't remember. Oh, he's a defeated enemy. That's what it is. He said he cut off his, he de defeated him so he can't swim. Yeah. Chris Valentin and his funniness. But we used to believe that kind of stuff that, oh, that right now they're, you know, Jesus and Satan are fighting over me, and um, that's just, he defeated him. That's it, period. Example, movie's over, case closed, judgment has already been laid out, meeting adjourned, Jesus won. He defeated death, hell, and the grave, amen? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? And, <clears throat> excuse me, and so we, we come to this point in our life where uh, there's all this conversation that we've had over the years and understanding if you've been in church any length of time, you've heard about light and darkness. And we've, we've kind of always, uh, in church culture, there's this thought that light and darkness are at war. But in actuality, they're not. There is no fight between light and darkness. Because the Bible tells us that when light comes in, that darkness flees. It doesn't skip. No, it's, it runs. It flees. I got to get out of here. For my friends that speak Spanish, I hope this isn't wrong, but it's, man, I'm out of here. I hope that's not offensive. If it is, forgive me. Uh, my Spanish is puro uh, chicano. So, perdóname. If it is, you can correct me after service. Raquel's already looking at me. I'm not going to look over there. <laughs> but that's the truth, is that where light comes in, darkness must flee. It has no options. It has no choices to make. It doesn't even have to, like, make a decision that, oh, I got to go. It's just... It's, it's like when John hugs me, he just, I don't have a choice in the matter. He puts his chin on my head. I can't help it. I'm five, eight, and three quarters. And darkness is the same way. Light comes in and darkness just, it has no choice. It's like gets sucked out by the vacuum. It gets a front, crick, uh, front kick. It, it, it has no choice. Are we clear on that, and if you, if I read the verses last week in uh, John one, do 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 do, or no, was it one? Where, where did I go? Yeah, John one three through eight. Uh, all things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made. Uh, life, life, man. Okay, verse five in John chapter one. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you to go there. It says, "And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it." And we went through all of that. There's another verse that says. Uh, that darkness must flee. 
But today, um, we're going to be in John chapter 8. So if you would flip over there for me, right in the beginning. Uh, I gave you some definitions two weeks ago, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just touch on those real quick for those that weren't here and um, uh, just cover a couple things. But as, as you turn there to John chapter 8, man, Father, um, I just thank you today. You've already blown me away, and I pray that as we, um, as we look in your word right here, that Holy Spirit, uh, one of your responsibilities And one of your gifts to us is that you reveal to us the Father's heart. So my prayer right now and what I'm speaking out is that every single person that hears my voice in this place, that they would have a fresh revelation of light and darkness in their own life and in their own strength in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Amen. All right. Okay. So let me point out a couple of things about uh, light and darkness. I made this statement uh, that God, he's omniscient, right? He's omnipresent. That means he's everywhere at all times in everything. Amen? He is the great I am. He's all in all and all that. But his light is not. Right away, the Pharisees want to throw a shoe. Well, no, the shoe is a, is a good thing. That's right. Um, if you are any part of Kingdom Reformers, you've seen the shoes get thrown. That's a good thing. Um, excuse me. See, his, he is everywhere, but his light is not. Because the Bible says that where light is, darkness must go. So if, if God is everywhere, if his light was everywhere, there'd be no darkness. Does that make sense? Pretty simple to me. Look right here, uh, this definition of light, uh, and these are all Greek and the Aramaic dis- uh, definitions, and I'm just going to cover these briefly. So light is actually the Greek word phos, uh, and it's a noun, and it's, um, um, excuse me, in the New Testament, when the word light is used, when it talks about how he, Jesus is the light of the world, and, and, and then even now the light of everything came through him. We are children of the light. Paul wrote that right in Ephesians 5. Uh, that the word right there that's used in all of that, it is actually, it's the manifestation of God's self-existent life. That's pretty cool, yeah? <clears throat> or it is also described as divine illumination to reveal and impart life. See, light we, we used to think we turned the light on just so the roaches could leave or so we could see where we're going. But see, actually, light brings life. Does that make sense? That's what the word actually means. It brings the life of God to everything. Um, darkness, oh man, I, I love studying this word. Darkness is actually the Greek word skotia, uh, and it's actually a noun. It's not a verb. It's not an adjective, right? It's actually a noun. It is a thing. Darkness is this amazing thing that it's just, I don't mean amazing in a good way. It's interesting how complex it is. But darkness, the definition of this word, scotia, it's a brand of moral obscurity. Or in other words, uh, when there is no faith, 
And when no faith is present, then darkness can block the light of God. Does that make sense? It's under, only under the condition that there's no faith. When there's no faith, when there's no presence of believers, when there's no faith in action, then darkness can have its way. But in, interesting, see, the opposite is true as well. As soon as light comes in, darkness must flee, right? We are the children of the? So beautiful, man. So I agree. I agree. This also comes from the first part of the word in, in that part, skia. Uh, and that actually means shadow. Uh, and good or bad, it's a shadow that is cast by something. So darkness is this shadow that stands between God and whatever. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? It, it, it's the darkness it's, that comes in and it casts a shadow where there's no faith. So that's where we have, like, think of areas of town, right? Areas of cities. Like, we grew up on the north side. Right now, the north side is a bad place to go. Fifth Ward. How about Acres Homes? I see Jamal's on. Me and Jamal have talked a lot about Acres Homes, right? Bad places. East side. Woo. We are talking about heights the other day. 22nd Street Fiesta. Woo. Watch out over there, man. I'm not kidding. You walk around like this. <laughs> See, those places are like that because darkness is over there. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole levels of, of spiritual darkness as far as the levels of demonic activity. We are a full gospel church. We believe in the full Bible. Uh, if you look at the word and study it, there's six levels of demonic influence that happen. Uh, we know like Daniel fought against, or the angel that was trying to get to Daniel was fighting against what it calls a principality, right? And there's all that we can get into, but I'm not going to do that today. But what happens is, is that those kinds of things have that influence where there is no light. And so you have an area of town that is downtrodden, whatever you want to call it. There's maybe not a lot of activity of, a, of light going on. So what does that mean? Is there no Christians over there? Uh, maybe there are. But maybe they're the way we used to be. And maybe they're just sitting on a log over there. Or maybe they're not actually going around and releasing the kingdom. I don't know. Maybe there's not that many around. I, I don't know. But I know that that's how we want to start to attack our city in a good way, is we want to start to bring light to everywhere around you know, you don't have to go around and hit people on the head with the Bible anymore. You don't. You don't have to go and tell them how they're going to hell if they don't come to the altar and accept Jesus Christ and then fill out the card. You don't have to do that anymore, right? Why? Because it never was true in the first place. <laughs> we simply have to go and be light. Man, all you got to do, church, you are the light. You simply have to walk in the room. You simply have to walk in the store. Now, you have to walk in the park. Raquel and I talked about that on our trip to Amarillo last a couple months ago. But 
Anyway, so darkness, this word, scotia, uh, is talking about a shadow that blocks the light of God, and it's there, and it's present when there's no faith or a lack of faith. Does that make sense? Cool. So um, that part about um, um, how the light shines and the darkness could not understand it or comprehend it or overcome it, that word right there is, uh, it's a big one, catal, oh man, catal ambanyo, catal ambanyo, that's my Greek, I told Raquel this morning, I really want to learn Greek, so I don't have to keep fumbling through these, right, um, <laughs> somebody uh, might think that I'm talking English, Spanish, and tongues, catal ambanyo, Oh, the baño está ahí en el, en el pasillo ahí. Derecha. Derecha. So this word, understand, overcame what the darkness did not do, right? What it can't do. It's to lay hold of or to capture or to seize or to overtake or to perceive. It's used where and how it is, has a distinction of force, right? And it, it actually, the, the proper take of, of the Aramaic and the Greek comes out to that it takes a hold. Um, oh, wait, I messed up my notes here. Uh, it grasps things with force or it makes uh, to make it order in its own. And my, my notes are messed up there when I read, wrote that. So I, I use the example of uh, like a piñata. Everybody loves hitting the piñata, right? And you know when you hit the piñata and it breaks? Um, it's no holes bar, man. It's Rambo time. Man, you kick kids so you can get your candy. It's true. My poor little grandkids, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm 100% I'm bolillo. I'm all mixed up, really. But I'm, I'm white. There's no Hispanic that we found in our in our lineage, right? But I grew up around that culture. I know that culture very well. But I think my grandkids, I think that that's the white side of them, that they haven't learned pinatas too good yet. Because the pinata busts all open and everybody's looking around. No, they just don't know yet because all the other kids are getting after it. And I'm like, I'm over here, Ender, come on, man, come on, man, get some candy, boy. I mean, it ain't even a candy I like, but I'm over here trying to, come on, man, let's go, right? And, and that's this, this part about the darkness. The light comes on, and it's like that. It's like that forceful, the darkness can't understand it. Light comes on, whoa, whoa, it's got to go. It's like when you break that piñata, and it's that forcefulness of everybody getting after it. Darkness cannot understand or comprehend or overcome the light. Make sense? Okay. The last one is, uh, oh man, this is one of my favorites. Uh, um, shine. The, the light shines and the darkness doesn't understand it. That word in the Greek is phahino. And it means to bring light or to cause to appear or to shine. And it's something that happens passively. Oh man passively like it you you don't have to do anything for it to happen and it's like a shedding 
that just comes off. As I walk around, because of my faith, because I'm a kingdom person, then the light just sheds off of me. But when I tend to my focus, and I, when, I, um, when I tend to my focus, when I actually have a distinctive idea, I'm going to release the kingdom, then it burns a little brighter. As I go and I look at what the word says, I can walk in and I don't even have to attack. I just have to be. I just have to be because it's a passive thing. Man, I make a joke all the time um, that uh, after I get all hot and sweaty and been working all, you know, all that, I, the Italian starts to come out in me. I'm sorry. I, it's, Raquel says it's true. Man, it's, hey, that happens to all of us, man, right? That's one thing. We try to be authentic here. I authentically stink when I get sweaty. And so if I come to, if you come to hug me after, I don't do a lot of hugs after service because right now I'm soaking. But if you do, I'll kind of hug you like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Why? Because it just sheds off of me. Now, I know that sounds funny, and I know this is going to air on the worldwide interwebs. But it's just truth. I mean, I'm being real with you, yes? In the same way that that comes off of you and I both is the same way that light sheds off of you. The more intimate you are with the Father, the brighter your smell comes off of light. Every time you step, it's another bright. Man, it's so amazing and beautiful how it happens. And now we get to this point of John chapter 8 and this, this other man. I'm so excited about this, and I, I, I hope that I can do it justice with how I saw everything. I'm going to give you uh, two more words, and I'm going to read out of uh, the New King James uh, and also the Passion. John chapter 8. Is everybody there? So he, this is where he catch, or they catch the woman in adultery. So for the sake of time, let me see what time. Oh, yeah. Okay. For the sake of time, I mean, please go back and, and read some today if you can on this, it, just to get some context. Jesus is teaching in the synagogue, right? And um, the Pharisees come busting in, and they bring this woman who they caught in the very act of adultery. And they bring her in before everybody, and they say, hey, master teacher, rabbi, you who know it all, caught this woman right in the act. The, the law of Moses says that we should stone her. And y'all know the story. He bends down, he writes in the dirt, and he says, let the one with no sin throw the first stone. They all leave. Bible says the oldest to the youngest, everybody goes, and he stands back up, and it's just her. And he says, where are your accusers? She says, there are none. He goes, well, then I don't accuse you either. Go away and don't sin no more. He didn't tell her go away like that. You know. <laughs> he said, go on and don't sin anymore. Don't miss the mark. And her response is, they're gone, Lord. And that word Lord right there, it's not like, like, a, like, like a Lord like, um, as the boss or like the leader. No, it was Lord. It was the name that was used to describe God. This woman had a kingdom revelation in that moment. And she realized that he is the Lord. It's beautiful. And right after that, it's so amazing. 
there's, there's this moment in verse 12 now. So it says that then Jesus spoke to them again. So I don't know in this moment, I don't know if like people just kind of came back in or if it was just the, what I think happened is it was just those that were accusing her that had the stones, the Pharisees. I think that they're the ones that left and everybody else that was there listening, that they were still there. That's what I think. That's, that's the gospel according to Pastor Chris. You know, you can take it or leave it. But the point is, is he says it. then he spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have light of life. See, now that we... Now that we understand what darkness actually is, you know what I used to think that was for so long? Oh my goodness, back in my religious days for 20-something years, I always thought that meant my sin. That I just didn't, oh, if I walk in sin, then I'm not in the light. And am I supposed to sin? Absolutely not. You and I should absolutely not sin. That's, I mean, what? come on, that's who we are, right? But, that's not what this scripture is talking about. What this scripture is saying, look at what it says. Let's read it one more time. I am the light of the world, Jesus says. He who follows after me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So I did some more digging. Whoa. See, the main, pas- the main portions of this passage are he's the light of the world for those who follow. Actually, that word follow actually means embrace. I'm so glad that me and Raquel don't follow each other, but that we actually embrace each other. Right? There's a difference. Yes? So light of the world follows not walk in darkness. That's one of the main highlights in light of life. So I guess you know by now that I love finding out what these words actually mean and what what was Jesus saying, not just in my translation here, but I want to know what he was saying. So I did some digging. So that, uh, he says, I am the light of the world. That word, that word world actually is the Greek word cosmos. Excuse me. If you're writing it down, it's Strong's number 2889 and it's cosmos. Y'all have heard that word before, right? We are in the Milky Way galaxy and there is the rest of the cosmos. So I used to always think that that meant space. It's the, it's the cosmos. It's everything we look up and see, right? Do you know that's not what that is? What this word cosmos actually literally means is set in order. Set in order. And on top of that, it does break down into some other things. Um, adornment, and it can mean everything in the worlds. It literally is something ordered or an ordered system. Think about that for a moment. It's an ordered system. Have, how many of y'all love the study of space, like science, like that stuff, right? Man, I found it so fascinating that we're on this planet and it's at the perfect place between the sun and the rest of the galaxy so that we could actually breathe and not burn up, right? Right? If we go to Mars, we burn up, right? Then Matt Damon didn't really go make it on Mars in that movie. 
I'm sorry, but he's, he's a pretty good, he lies for a living as an actor, right? He, he, he didn't really do all that. Uh, but there's such an order to the universe, right? Look at how the, the sun comes up and it, it brings light so that the trees can grow. Uh, I mean, you could just go on and on and on. But you understand what I'm talking about, right? There is, it's an ordered system that the universe has. The moon affects the tides, which affects the fish and the way that things travel, the, the system, of the ecological system of the ocean, right? And how they come and go. That's why they, they watch, you know, guys that like to fish a lot, they'll watch the the almanac of when the sun, the moon is coming and going and the tide is in and out. They watch all that, right? It's crazy stuff because it's an ordered system. You know, this word cosmos, this is actually where we get our English word cosmetic. Oh. How in the world does that fit? Cover up is, is good, but the actual way that this word's is that it's with an actual intent for the system in place. So right away, my first thoughts went to makeup when it said cosmetic, right? That's where it first went. My, my mind just went to makeup for cosmetic stuff. But there's so many things like um, that need organizing and order. But you take take. Kevin, I pick on him a lot too, but that's okay. He's my brother. You know, we grew up building, rebuilding old cars. That's what we love to do. And we'll take one that's been sitting out in a field somewhere completely rusted over, and we will do the cosmetics to it. But it's not just covering that stuff up. It's actually bending the metal back out, sandblasting it off, laying down primer so that it protects the metal beating the metal out as straight as we can so that we don't have to put makeup on it. Does that make sense? And there's an order to it. We don't just bam, 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 and oh, it's done. We got some friends like that. We got some friends that they say is good enough for who it's for. Does that make sense? Like, like when they're doing body work on their cars and stuff, they'll say, oh, it's good enough for who it's for. They're cracking a joke. But that's not what cosmos is about. Cosmos is about an exact order and, and an order of something that is beautiful. And so Jesus said, I am the light of the cosmos. And it gets, it gets a little, little better here. So the other word that he uses at the end there where he says, he who follows me, which is actually embraces with me, um, he shall not walk in darkness. Darkness, again, is that same word, skiotia which is not sin, it is that thing that blocks the light of God. So when you embrace Jesus, when you're walking with the one who is the light of the world and you embrace him, then you don't walk in the shadow of the thing that's trying to block the light of God in your life or in your area or in your job or in your home, in your neighborhood, here at your church. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? Did I lose you too much? You want to go back to Binatas or? No? Okay, I'm sorry if I did. So, does that make sense? 
The whole point is that darkness is going to go wherever it can go, but it's going to back away from wherever you don't allow it to go. You're the one. Because when you embrace Jesus, when you embrace him and you walk with him, he's already the light of the cosmos. And now that he no longer do I live, but Christ lives in me. And also I am the children. I'm a child of the light, right? So that word foss, that, that whole part about God and who he is, that's already in me. And so when I embrace Jesus, when I walk with Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that is that shining. It just sheds off of me, right? Are you with me? You back to that definition of shining where that the light just shines off. It just sheds off of us. Then we come to this, this other part here where I wanted to end. See, when you're in that place, you will not walk in darkness. But it says, but you will have the light of life. That word life right there, man. So, uh, Zoe, I don't know if you know this, but that's what your name means, is life. Uh, and in the Greek, it actually has a D in front of it, and it's Zoe. So we can call her Zoe from now on. Zoey. And this word, I, I used to always think, okay, so Jesus is the light of the world, and if I follow him, I'm not going to walk in any sin, and I will have, uh, uh, but I will have the light of life, right? And that word life, I always had a little bit of a limited thinking with that, because I never really dove into what is that life really? I thought just right here, right? I thought just right here, my, my 70, 80, maybe 100 years that I get to live here, maybe, hopefully, that I'll have light in my life. I won't sin. That's what I used to think. Now, we've already broken down all these other words, but this word life right here, what it actually means is life or living both physical in the present and also spiritual, particularly of the future existence. And it means all life, physical and spiritual, in everything you can imagine in the cosmos. And he's not talking about Jesus being that right there. Jesus is talking about you being that. Oh, you don't believe me, Roger? Let me read it again. Roger, don't believe me. He says, I'm the light of the world, and he who follows after me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That means every aspect of your physical life, every breath you take, every prayer that you speak, every declaration that you stand on, every decree that you step into, every prophetic word that you hear and that you actually voice out, and everything that you see in the spirit and you sit back and you pray, every bit of that, you will be the light that brings life to that. Because where you go, darkness will not be around you. Come on. Where it, that's what it just, I, I look around here and every one of you, I know you embrace Jesus. I know it. 
Half of you were laying out here this morning just embracing the crowd crazy or up here crying and going all, oh, Jesus. It's good, right? You're embracing. I'm not making fun of you, man. I was up here doing the same thing. The bottom line, church, is that he's the light of the cosmos. You're his son or his daughter. Jesus bought us back. He bought back the authority and set us in the new covenant, right? And now, because of that, you are the children of phos, of light. And what that does is that means you bring, <laughs> you are the ones that when you walk in the room, the revelation of God happens. That's what it means, and so when you walk in the room, darkness is there trying to block all of that from happening. And you walk in the room and he says, I tell, watch you, man, I'm out of here. I got to go. He don't have a choice. What's happening? Like in them, uh, them, uh, them action movies, you know, you see somebody get shot or some of them, or, or, or uh, if you watch any of the Rocks movies, when he gets kicked or sorry, he kicks somebody and they go flying back like 40 feet. And you see them, they, they do like that. That's because they got a harness on them. He's really not like that. Like, they jerk them right when he kicks. Wham! They jerk that person. They don't have no control. That's what darkness, that's what happens to darkness when you walk in the room. When you walk into the store, look, I'm a feeler. Um, it's part of my spiritual makeup as I, I feel things. I, I'm, I feel uh, that's one of the ways that I discern. And sometimes I get around things, and man, I don't, man, I don't, I don't realize it. I don't catch it, and I'll be there, and I'm, I'm getting irritated, or I'm picking up something, and I don't realize I'm picking it up, and Raquel will reach over and, <laughs> pay attention to what you're doing. You know, she'll tell me something. Hey, what do you? You're, you know, are you feeling something? You pay, oh yeah, then I remember. And the thing about darkness is it's going to push into anywhere that it can, any crevice, because it's trying to block wherever there's no faith. And if you are momentarily sidetracked, maybe you're blinded. Maybe it's a certain person that you just don't get along with and you're in that vicinity and you're trying to think about how to deal with them, and you're, all of a sudden your intention of light maybe fades to intention of punching in the face. That is darkness winning. <laughs> That's darkness moving in, right? But that's what we've got to realize, is that you and I, we have the son, of, you know this, you know you have the son of the living God living inside of you. He's the light of the world, the light of the cosmos. But you and I, as we embrace him, we will not walk in darkness. And that means that everywhere we go, according to John 1, that the light just sheds off of us. It just flows out of you passively wherever you go. And so that's why you and I can walk into a store and all of a sudden we feel irritated or we, we're picking up some spiritual activity of darkness around 
the neighborhood or around in the store or around this person, you can start to pick that up. And you and I must, must step into the authority that we have and push that stuff out of the way. Does that make sense? So how are we going to do that to change the community around us? We've got some ideas. We're going to push towards that. This is one of our tools that we put in our tool belt, that as we walk around, as we drive around, as we go to work, you know, one for me um, is I'm trying to, um, if I get up every day and just say, oh, Lord, make me aware, then a lot of times I tend to drift off from that. Like, I'm a very patterned person, and it'll either become religious, or I'll tend to get interrupted, and then I forget. And so, I've been asking the Holy Spirit um, to help me understand how to fully walk consistently, moment by moment, in an attitude of shining. I don't have it figured out yet, but I'm trying to have that conversation with him because one of his responsibilities is to reveal the father's heart, right? You want to know one of the first things about father's heart is dad wants you to shine. And you don't have to do anything to do that. He's already done that in you. It's already coming out of you. You just got to know it and step into it. Does that make sense? And so as we, as we move throughout the week, even today, as we go wherever we're going to go, whatever we're going to do, I know for me what I'm doing is I'm asking him to help me have an, a mindset of shining. How can I do that so that I don't walk in darkness? Because when I don't walk in darkness, everything around me gets lit up. Does that make sense? Are y'all, are y'all with me? So now the key comes as to what... What is the area that you're supposed to shine in? Come on. Yeah, it is everywhere, but some of us, I've already told you, know, like we all have our giftings and our, our strong points, right? I'm not going to pick up the flags. Well, if I do, if you and I had flags up here, we would be like Remy and we'd be sword fighting, and you know it. We would, we would totally just instantly, wah, 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 wah. So that's why right now, I'm not going to pick up flags. <laughs> What's your, what area does light flow out of you the most? Does that make sense? What area does it flow out of you the most? Find that and run with it because you shine everywhere. But man, some of you know those dimmer switches? Oh man. See, I get around people and my, my switch goes up. I'm, I, I love people. I love being around people. Chris Herrera shouted out uh, something the Lord showed him about an area of life that he feels like that's what the Lord wants him to 
to go after, to bring light, right? So he gets around that environment, that, that type of people, and the dimmer goes up. Roger gets an idea, and I love it. I love Roger so much, man. Raquel starts seeing some of this prophetic stuff, and she starts processing things, and all of a sudden that dial goes up. It just turns up. And I could go around the room here, right? You already know you're amazing, but now you know you're shining. Yes? All right. So let's go change the world. Let's go light this sucker up. Let's do a full-on castaway. Come on, baby, light my fire. You remember that part of that movie? Let's light the whole beach up. Let's walk out here and set this place on fire with blinding light. I mean, I want, I hope that people get around me and they got to wear two pairs of Ray-Bans. I'm talking that tent that's illegal. That, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about, man. When people drive by this place, I want them to go, what is, man, what in the world? Come find out, <laughs> Right? That's what, I'm, that's what my hope is. And the thing is, is all of you walk in there already. So let's use today as a stepping stone into greater brightness, pushing out darkness wherever we go. Amen? Are you good? Yeah? We already got a breakthrough. We already had breakthrough today. Everything around us cracked open, so let's go push some light into it. Right? We were singing about memories. Look, I'm going to be honest with you right here. I face it every single day. Every single day. That stinking devil throws at me. I can't throw, I was gonna, no, I can't do that. Every day I wake up and there's memories that come at me. Them coming at me is not my problem. It's what I do with it. But every day that sucker tries to get me sidetracked right off the bat. Anybody else? Brave enough to stand with me, yeah? Every day, man. But see, I'm not going to let darkness push me around. We sing about it, memories, grief, anxious thoughts, burdens, all of those things. Every bit of those are darkness trying to invade where your light is not shining the brightest. Does that make sense? So stand with me. And we lay it all down, amen? Father, we thank you today for what you've done in this place. I thank you for the breakthrough that I saw over people and what you were doing. And I thank you that today we were able to stand in the middle of that and press in. And I think it's so awesome that all this lines up 
with these words that you were showing me all week about, about light and darkness. Because I believe this breakthrough is for now because of the intensity that is going to shine off of us after today. I believe that this is a life-changing breakthrough today that you did, you wanted to do through us because of what you have prepared for us for the rest of today and tomorrow and on and on and on. The light that we are now walking in after this breakthrough today is greater than what it was before the breakthrough. There are areas of this breakthrough today that we did not have our light invested in. But I believe after today, you've got some new openings, <laughs> some new openings for us to shine into. So dad, when we see the door open, when we see the crack and there's dark, it's dark in there, let us run to it, Father. Because today you've given strategy, you've given insight and wisdom, and you've also given desire. I believe those are the four things that uh, many of you will have an increase in after today, uh, after that breakthrough with that prayer that we did earlier. Uh, I, I believe those four things um, are truly going to increase in your life because that breakthrough leads to more victory, leads to more light-bearing and so, Father, I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for the people here and for our community. We ask you simply to manifest yourself as we step into our calling and our destiny. God, we love you and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Listen, uh, if you need prayer for anything at all, uh, please just, just step right up here and Raquel and I'll be glad to pray with you for a bit. If you're online and you want to see a few of you online, if you need prayer, just type it in the chat and we'll get with you uh, momentarily. Um, man, God bless you all. Uh, if, you, if you are willing to help out with the cameras and the teaching, I mean the training and all that, uh, if you don't mind, uh, talk to Josiah for a minute there and, and we'll, we'll get that lined out. But other than that, we love you all very much. God bless you all. Y'all have a great, great day. Now go blind somebody.